we are Release the Adventure, a podcast about going outside, going on adventures, and doing weird but amazing stuff. I'm Brad. And I'm Sean. And today, Sean's going to teach us, especially me, because I know nothing about this topic, <laughs> about rocks. Or yeah, this specifically, is... rock oh. hounding? Specifically, yeah, rock hounding and rock tumbling. Okay, see? I don't even know the words. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, super fun. This is something that's kind of a passive activity, I'm going to call it. It's something that you could do in between all your other activities. And when you're hiking, you can go out and look for rocks. And this is something that can also save you money. So if you're the type of person like my wife and I, where you go into like nature's own or uh, some of the other rock shops or even shops that sell like incense and other stuff like that, a lot of times they, they sell rocks and different crystals and super, super beautiful. And we're not, talking diamonds here obviously but we're talking pretty much everything else is on the table potentially it's can be difficult but pretty much everything else except for diamonds is on the table depending on where you live and so like with colorado there's a lot of quartz a lot of sandstone that type of stuff but there's also really amazing minerals such as one of my favorites rhodochrosite which used to be considered a junk mineral because during colorado's silver boom rhodochrosite was actually found in the silver mines and so they would just dump that stuff into the silver dump mines but it's actually this super beautiful pink crystal and the gemstone quality ones there's one at the denver museum of uh, natural science and history and it's uh, called the alma king but it's just this beautiful beautiful just reddish pinkish gemstone just the size of Oh man, it's just just this big cube. Like it's like <laughs> your two fists put put together, maybe even like three fists put together. And you know this thing is just spectacular. And you know there's there's other things like lapis and um, sodalite, and there's different types of obsidians and stuff like that. So super great stuff. Lots of different agates. Really great, beautiful things. And so if you have a background in geology or just uh, interest in nature. Rock hounding is something that you can do. Go out on your hiking trails, look at beautiful rocks, take it home with you, get your rock tumbler and start tumbling it. So, yeah, I mean, it's super fun. Um, Brad, I'm going to kind of open up the floor to you. Where's kind of your your initial thoughts and questions? If anybody else that went straight over their head, you're okay. Because it did for me too. There were a lot of (laughs) words that he used that I was like, wait, I've heard it before, but I'm not sure. So what is... An ink, did you say ingot? Uh, so ingots, ingots was not the word that I used, or maybe I did use it, but if I did use it, I meant to use a different word. So ingots are like when they're think of like a gold bar, like a gold. See, and that's what I thought too. So, what word were you attempting to use when you were, or maybe used it? I think you used a different word, but you were talking about finding minerals, yeah. So, um when you're going out, you can find different gemstones and different minerals. Uh, gemstones are kind of the nicer quality grade. You can find those, and those are the ones that look like like rubies or sapphires or emeralds. Okay, you know? okay. Those are those are gemstone quality things. But you could also find like a gemstone quality rhodochrosite, and yeah, there's all kinds of different shapes and sizes and 
we don't have to get too much into the weeds, but yeah, not not ingots though. Ingots is when you smelt things down into that's like a what bar I thought. Okay, so maybe I, I'm I apologize just crazy. If I no, used, uh, you're good. I think all the crazy words and the names of all of them got me like, wait, what'd you just say to me? <laughs> no I, were, am I getting insulted? I'm not sure. I actually so, slipped in a really vulgar word. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, man, I wasn't even there. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> so for me, I'm I'm a pretty looker when it comes to rocks. And I'm going to use the word rocks, which then goes with all of the things. But sure. I'm, I'm one of those that just, if it looks nice, I like it. And I know yeah. I like a couple different things, which my favorite is actually volcanic stone. So mm-hmm. that really coarse black, uh, yeah. uh, what pump? Mm, not pumice. Yeah, pumice? No, I, yeah, I I know what you're talking about. It's kind of got that like a pop popcorny kind of look to it, where you yes. can kind of see like yep. the air bubbles that it popped up as the lava was melting, kind of thing. Exactly, and I really like the way that looks. I like how it feels too. Once you uh, kind of round it off and make the edges softer. I enjoy that. Um, but that's really what it breaks down for me. Because I've never done the concept of rock tumbling. I've heard mm-hmm. of it. And I've always thought about doing it. Because Harbor Freight actually had a sale on one one time. And I was like, maybe I should pick one up. But yeah. that was 30 bucks, And I wasn't ready. And I was like, <laughs> wait. So then I have to buy. And I knew at the time. But I think I know a little bit more now that. There's different, it's like when you sand a piece of wood, you have different grit, right? Exactly. Oh, man, look at me. Look at you go. You're, you're, you're only doing really, really good. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a good segue into what is rock hounding slash rock tumbling and why why you want to do it. So, you know, we've kind of already got into what is it, but why, why would you want to do it? So, number one. Rocks are really beautiful, much like you would plant a garden for flowers and stuff like that. You do it for the beauty you do for the aesthetic purposes. And also, if you're kind of into, I'm not super into it. I'm not sure I'm 100% of a believer, but there is kind of the whole energy thing where everything on the earth has energies to it and it makes you, your body racks to energies all, all the time. So there is that aspect to it. And a lot of people are into that. Um, I'm not going to tell you whether or not to believe in into it, but that is a thing that people really enjoy about them. And just for an example, like right now, I've got a tiger's eye bracelet on and I have a Labradorite and Brazilian Amazonite bracelet on. And like the Labradorite, for example, supposedly, again, big, big caveats here, but supposedly like the Labradorite, it's this black gray stone and it's extremely uh, shiny and when you put it to the light it has these beautiful beautiful blue shades that just pop out and it's Ooh. it looks like kind of like a, 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 a borealis is coming out to you where you see these blues and greens that's super super beautiful but anyways this stone is supposed to be like the negative protection king where like volcanic rock and obsidian and jet those types of black stones the black stones are usually about um, blocking out negative energies labradorite is supposed to be like the king of that of getting rid of negative energies and warding off negative energies and like brazilian amazonite it's this beautiful uh light 
water blue kind of sky blue and it's about kind of speaking from your heart speaking truth and being able to communicate your feelings and so that bracelet that we have on is kind of my wife and I's uh, distance distance bracelet so it's about kind of when you look at it and you think of your significant other and you know that kind of thing so you know that that can be fun too that's something that my wife does is that she makes jewelry from these different stones that she gets and different beads that she gets and so that's something where you know if you like jewelry and you've got a a nice uh, collection and let's you know let's be honest buying from jewelry stores is extremely expensive and you can find a bunch of these beautiful different minerals and gems that you could potentially find out on your local trails and turn those into necklaces and bracelets and other mm. different type of jewelry for yourself, depending on what, if you know where to look for. That sounds like a really good thing for just kind of a stress reliever too. Of yeah. Something that's not really high pressure. You get outside, get to go for a hike. Plus you mm -hmm. get to like kind of use your brain to be like, what is this? Is this worth taking? Is it like, all the kind of different aspects. Yeah. There's also kind of this nest to it where you're out rock hounding and I'm, I kind of feel it. And what I'm going to call it is the rock speaks out to you. The rock, the rock is talking to you and really mm. it's just the rock is aesthetically pleasing, but sometimes you'll see a rock that you know is a low grade rock, but you just like it. And there's just something to it that attracts you. You know, there's hundreds of rocks all around you all the time, thousands and millions of rocks all around you, but there's just something about this one rock that just caught your eye and it's just nice. And there's just something about it. It's kind of speaking, speaking to, to you. I like and that. I like there's that. just that little kind of endorphin rush that you could get from picking out a rock. And you kind of talked about it earlier with your volcanic rock bracelet where you kind of feel the rock, you feel its different edges, and there's something about its different textures that you really like that just stimulates your senses in a really yeah. nice way. So That's cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a different way to think about it. I guess I've never thought about taking it as like an emotional release, an emotional gain as you walk through and touch rocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's something that you have to be kind of co cognizant of when you're on your hikes. And you kind of have to be keeping that, keeping your eyes open for that kind of thing. But about, ooh, I want to say two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, UV and I went up to Arthur's Rock. And that's kind of the little brother next to Horsetooth Rock in Fort Collins, next to Horsetooth Reservoir. And there's this beautiful little creek that goes through there. And we're looking at this creek and there's these different um, minerals that had a different mixture in it where... It had these really beautiful oranges in it, kind of the nice Colorado reds and oranges in it. But Ooh. then it had these super sparkly quartzes mixed into the rock. You know, just those were something that were really reaching out to me that I really appreciated. Man, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And so your area and what you can find, your mileage may vary, right? So, Of course, of course. Colorado, we're in a really mineral rich state. And so it's it's a good area to be rock hounding. Wyoming, also very mineral rich state. One of our favorite things that we've tumbled so far that we got from Wyoming is a Wyoming purple jasper. And so mm. jasper and agates are 
um, on their chemical level and their compound level, pretty much the same exact thing. But a jasper is opaque and a agate is translucent. Okay. So, so you said the word again, agate, not ignit. Agate, not agate, not ignit, but w- yeah. <laughs> what is what does agnet mean? Agate is agate. a type of rock. Okay. Yeah, so you know there's there's turquoise, there's there's agates, there's jaspers, uh, okay. there's rhodochrosite. Okay. These are all types of rocks. Okay, okay. Tracking now. Yeah. And so you can you can look that up and um yeah, there's agates and jaspers are a very wide variety. They come in all types of different things and they mix very well with their surrounding rocks. And when they're kind of getting mm. fused together, okay. like there's a bumblebee jasper where it's this really bright, pretty yellow, and then it's got black on it too. So it looks look like a bumblebee. Mm. And like the one I just mentioned, Wyoming purple jasper, it's just this beautiful violet color with some white beautiful white purple with some white mixed in and so it looks really great and so we've been tumbling that recently it's got this great matte finish that the jasper provides and yeah just really really pops and uh, you can kind of when we just tumble the bigger rocks the palm size rocks kind of deal those are great like worry stones and you can just hold them in your hand and even when we're tumbling them everyone in the family just has something that they like a little bit more about the, the the other one and so even in a group of tumbled rocks, you know, everyone's going to have kind of a different thing that they like about each one, whether it be, you know, this one has a certain groove to where they can feel it on their thumb, you know, kind of rub their thumb on it that they really like, or this other person really likes the shape. Like, for example, this last batch of Wyoming purple Jasper that we tumbled, there's one that looked like this little shark fin. And so I really liked Ooh. this little shark fin look. Yeah. And I thought that was really neat. And so, Anyway, circling back around, your mileage may vary, and how are you going to know where to look and what to look for, what's even available in your state? And so there are sites where you can pay a small fee that are very mineral rich, and you can go there, pick up a couple of bags of rocks, backpacks of rocks, and you can Mm. go there and do that thing. And so it's kind of like, it's like the glamping of rock hounding, basically. Yeah. So you have the opportunity, no matter what, to at least get a good amount of good rocks. Exactly. And those certain areas are going to be mineral rich of a certain type of rock, whatever that may be. But you're going to get pretty, you're going to get a lot and you're going to get higher quality rocks, but you're going to have to pay a small fee. Usually it's under $30 and we're talking literally backpacks of rocks. And Wyoming has a law where you can pick up pretty much anything anywhere as long as it's not private property, but as long as it's state land or federal land, you can pick up any rock that you want Ooh. unless it's like Yellowstone, right? It's like Yellowstone yeah. and private land. Yeah. No, but, you, no national parks, obviously. Yeah. But that's it, it, federal it, law. Exactly. But pretty much anywhere in Wyoming, Wyoming has a ton of state land. If you look at how Wyoming is divided between like private and state, the vast, vast majority is state land. And pretty much, you can pick up almost as much rocks as you want. Um, it's pretty much like, as long as it fits within a backpack or two, you're good. You just can't be filling up like a F-250, the entire flatbed of rocks. Kind, kind, Why kind of not, Sean? 
I, exactly. I throw my truck out there. I can take what I want. Yeah, and Colorado <laughs> pretty much has the same exact laws where you can pretty much take as many rocks as you want as long as it's within reason. And within reason is like a backpack or two. So even even then, that's like that's that's like a crazy amount. That's like with you really spl- splurging, oh, looking yeah. at all kinds of rocks. And so I'm just going to speak from Colorado because I know Colorado a lot more, but... One of the most common things we have is is quartz. Quartz is a very common material, but we also have a lot of jaspers and agates. And again, those are just slightly different things, and they come in all different shades and colors. But we also have the largest amounts of Brazilian Amazonite. So even though it's in the name, it says it's Brazilian, yeah. we actually have the largest amounts of that mineral Brazilian Amazonite in the world in in Ooh, our state so that beautiful okay. blue blue mineral that i'm talking about we also have a lot of sodalite in the high country there's lapis which is a higher grade blue mineral than sodalite is okay and there's also rhodochrosite uh and if you're lucky you could find little leaves and little specks of silver and gold those are kind of hard to find but it is possible but pretty much there's so much here. And also there's a lot of petrified wood. So yeah, pretty much to your heart content. And there's a ton of uh, groups online for rock hounding groups. So you can just go onto Facebook and look up your local rock hounding group and they can take you on tours and take you on day trips. And so you can kind of be a part of a more experienced group that knows what to look for and they can teach you a lot. And also there's tons of books. We own a few books. We own like three or four books about tumbling and rock hounding. And so they kind of have like these, like almost like trail guides, but for rock hounding where it's like, yeah, you take this trail, but you got to go kind of like half a mile to the West down towards this river bank. And then you have all this one mineral where Mm. people have done the work for you. Instead of you just aimlessly wandering, someone's done the work for you to where, you know exactly where to look for this thing. Very nice. it'll, It'll have this index of like, Okay, so you live in this state and you're looking for X and Y mineral. Okay, well, you can find that in this a- area of the state or this trail. And so you can pinpoint it to a relatively pretty good degree rather than just mindlessly wandering trails for the rest of your life looking right. for a certain <laughs> mineral. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so Sean, I paid 30 bucks. I have a giant backpack full of 40 pounds of rock. <laughs> now what do i do yeah so the purists they can they like to just decorate their house and their their yard with these rocks instead of buying a landscape or having a landscape company dump a bunch of rocks a lot of people like to have these very cu- curated like gardens and rock gardens okay and their lawns and stuff for the people that don't want to tumble so you can do that if you don't want to tumble but if you do want to tumble that's when we're going to get into kind of the equipment that you need. So there's two types of tumblers. There's vibratory tumblers and there's rotary tumblers. Rotary tumblers are kind of the classic ones where you just have this barrel. this kind of rubberized barrel. And that's where you put your rocks in and you put your grits in. And there's different stages of the grit that you need, kind of like with sandpaper when you're sanding a deck, like you said, you start out with like the really coarse grits and you make your way up to finer grit and eventually polish. 
and you do that and you go step by step. But the downside of rotary tumblers is it takes a long time. So right now with we're currently tumbling a second batch of Wyoming Purple Jasper and we're finally on the polish step and in total it's going to be like 36 days for this batch. Ooh, okay. So like I said, this is a passive activity. You go on a hike, you collect some rocks, start tumbling. The tumbler just runs and runs and runs 24-7. And so it just sits there and goes, goes, goes. The upside of rotary tumblers is they're cheaper because they've been around a lot longer. And there's a lot more spare parts for them around. Okay. And they're more passive. You don't have to mess around with them quite as much. You only have to mess with them about like once a week to... Twice a week up to once every two weeks is kind of the spread, depending on how delicate of a mineral that you have and how much attention that it needs. So it's pretty just put your rocks in, put your grits in, just let the thing go, let the thing tumble. Vibratory tumblers, so it doesn't tumble. It just sits there and it vibrates, just not nonstop. It just sits there and shakes, shakes the thing. And that, the positives are it gets the process done significantly quicker. We're talking double, if not triple the time. So instead of a month, you might get things done in a week for, for a whole batch. Oh, okay. Problem with that is some people don't like is that you're going to have to be messing with things every day or every other day. So if you have a hectic schedule and you can't be attending to your vibratory tumbler every day, that might not be right for you. Another downside is that they cost significantly more. Anywhere between, I want to say between like 30 to 100% more, depending on how how nice of a tumbler and the size of the tumbler that you want to get. Because there's different sizes of barrels that you can get. Okay, Sean. You give me a good explanation of how it works. I got my bag of rocks, and now I'm ready to buy my first one. What are we looking for prices? What are some things that you recommend or brands you recommend? Because I'm really lost in this house, having no idea. Like like I said earlier, all I've got to know is Harbor Freight. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to be honest. I would say unless you're being, unless you're barely doing this, just as like kind of a, just check and see if you even want to do this in the first place, I wouldn't recommend Harbor Freight. Okay. Or Or if you're like trying to get this for your kids, you're okay to get like a Harbor Freight or like a National Geographic type of thing because National Geographic has their like brand of rock tumbler. But if you're like me and you want to have something that's actually going to get the job done and not just break down after the second use, I have three type of brands that I would recommend to you. The one that I personally own is a a Lortone. That is L-O-R-T-O-N. So that's a very, it's a very, very nice brand. Probably top two most popular brands, I would say. And yeah, really, really great one. Ours cost around about, I want to say, 100 to 120. Okay. So not super, super expensive, but you're definitely investing in your craft. You're, yeah, you're investing into your hobby. It's not the most expensive hobby to get into straight alligate comparatively to like mountain biking. Oh, yeah. But it's something that can be pricey. 
And what that Lorton will get you is it'll get you, I believe, the one that I have, it's somewhere between a 6 and 12 pound tumbler. And so it's about the size of like the the barrel itself where you put the rocks and the grits and everything in. And the ceramic media is about the size of like two male fists, two decently sized fists put 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 together. Okay. And so that's what that'll get you. So it'll get you good. You can put a bunch of good size like palm rocks into there. And that's kind of what most people are interested in kind of straight out of the gate. And then you can work your way up to like 20 to 30 pound tumblers where you're just like tumbling one big giant rock eventually. Ooh, but those okay. those get up to like $300 or so for those okay. big, big barrel tumblers. Yeah. The next brand I'm going to recommend to you is the Lotto Tumbler. L-O-T-O-Tumbler. And they're also a very good brand. They offer both rotary and vibratory. Lortone also offers rotary and vibratory. But again, we're going to try to stick with kind of budget options. We're going to stick to the rotary stuff. But yeah, they're a really good brand, Lotto Tumbler. And also there's the Thumler brand, which is also Ooh, really what good. What a name. Yeah, that's T-H-U-M-L-E-R. And a really good resource you can go resource you can go online to you can get some of the stuff on amazon but you can go on to rocktumbler.com where they sell some pretty good stuff and they know what they're talking about and so i would recommend rocktumbler.com pretty good stuff there also with that your rock tumbler probably isn't going to include grits and your rock tumbler probably isn't going to include ceramic media and ceramic media is just this little pieces of ceramic and that's kind of your filling because you can't oh, just have okay. rocks in there because there's too much dead and negative space in there. So you need the media in there to fill in all the gaps. So as your grit is moving around, it's hitting all angles of the rocks because mm, okay. that grit is kind of carrying the rocks or the grit is carrying the, the ceramics, carrying <laughs> the grit, the ceramic is carrying the grit. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Onto all the different uh, angles of the rock because the okay. ceramic media is surrounding all the rocks so it's constantly hitting all these angles as it's tumbling so you get a really nice well tumbled rock and you can get the ceramic media and grits on amazon no no problem and for the grits you're going to want to buy a pack of four the four stages step one step two step three step four and so you're looking at like 60 to 80 grit in the beginning and then like 200 grit 220 grit in the second stage and then you're looking at like 400 something grit which is almost like your pre-polish on step three and then step four is like an uh, aluminum oxide uh polish we don't really Mm -hmm. have to worry about the numbers too much but you're going to want to get that step one step two step three step four from very very coarse to polish is what i would recommend so then you have the whole gambit where you can properly tumble your rock And you can also get just a big bag of ceramic media, like a two and a half bag to three pound bag of ceramic media for like 25, 30 bucks. And that'll last you a really long time. The ceramic media lasts many, many cycles and many uh, loads of rocks. So nice. Okay. Well, Sean, I appreciate the full comprehensive rock hounding slash tumbling uh, experience. Yeah, because I definitely learned a lot today because now you're wanting me to get into it. That's how I'm yeah. feeling right now. 
but my uh, bike is at the shop. So no, <laughs> after it's, the bikes get back, then maybe. Right. It's it's a really fun thing that you can do by yourself or with your significant other. You know, I, I really feel like your significant other would really appreciate it considering oh, uh, she's stoked. a considering she's a geology major. But yeah, I mean, it's it's something where when you get into it and you see all these different types of rocks and see rocks that you've never really appreciated before and actually get it in your hands and be like, oh, wow, I never really noticed like these little specks and these specks look like little leaves in it. And so you can mm. see all these different little things like okay. yeah. that stone that I'm giving example for is called moss agate agate's the translucent one and the moss agate looks like there's these little little moss or these little leaves inside of the translucent bits and that's super cool you know there's there's all these really cool rocks that you might have never even noticed or seen or even knew was in your neck of the woods and it's just really fun and something that you know if you get a good find maybe you could even sell it and make a pretty penny off of it if you find a gemstone quality mineral Nice. Well, Sean, once again, thank you for your knowledge. We appreciate you sharing your love today for your rock. Yeah, hopefully hopefully I dig the rock counters and the rock tumblers a little bit of justice out there. <laughs> if there's anything that I did wrong, feel free to uh, message us on Twitter and fill in kind of the gaps of my my knowledge. I am by no means a professional, but yeah, it was Super fun. I really enjoy talking about it. It's something that my wife and I really enjoy doing. And our Twitter is release the ADV. And Instagram, release the adventure. You can hit us up on either of those. Uh, We just appreciate you guys sticking around. If you have any ideas for any episodes, hit us up. If you want to be a guest, hit us up. Because we just really appreciate you guys. Yeah. And if you're feeling extra saucy, extra like super fan mode, please consider reviewing us on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. Podchaser is kind of like the IMDb of podcasts. We are Release the Adventure. And thanks for going rock hounding today.